Hi, and welcome again to Elders Words of Wisdom, a podcast from the National Resource Center for Alaska Native Elders and the UAA School of Social Work. I'm your host, Thomas Moore, and today we have a very special guest on our show. Well, my name is uh, Willie Hensley. I'm named for my grandfather, my mother's dad. Uh, his name was Elgeru. I have that name. I got a chance to sit down with Willie and talk to him about his life and career in Alaska and his work on the Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act. For those unfamiliar, ANCSA was a law signed by President Nixon in 1971 intended to resolve long-standing land claims by Alaska Native people and to set clear titles to Alaska land and resources for the 12 regional corporations established by the act to claim. Here's Willie. Well, it was an epic battle for sure. The Russians showed up in 1741 and uh, decided to stick around and hunt for the sea otter which was so valuable and and they were here for a century and a quarter uh, pretty much uh, laying waste to the cultures along the way but nonetheless uh, according to European notions of uh, law they were the discoverers of Alaska so consequently they had some standing in uh, the international law so they sold their interest to uh, the United States in 1867, but the reality was that there were virtually less than 600 people in Alaska, uh, Russians in Alaska at any one time. But still, that didn't stop the U.S. from uh, acquiring what title they had. The notion that Congress had with the passage of the Statehood Act was to try to convey over 100 million acres of native land with, without paying for it, and, uh, but they didn't extinguish our underlying title. And that didn't come until 1971 with the passage of the Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act, which conveyed really uh, a revolutionary <laughs> change in American policy, really, by conveying over 100, over 44 million acres uh, to the Native people through corporations that they own and control, and almost a billion dollars, uh, which seems like a lot, but it really it's a pittance in in terms of the amount of. Uh, revenue that's come to the state, the federal government, and to corporations uh, from the resources that uh, have, were in our lands. The Claims Act provided the Native people corporations to manage the land and for doing business. The corporations that we control through our shareholders uh, means that we're in the driver's seat, so to speak. So for those who don't know, Willie was involved in the process of getting INCSA passed, so I asked him if he could tell me a little bit about his experience. You know, hardly anybody really understood the nature of Indian title or the historic uh, legal and regulatory uh, arrangement that impacted uh, Alaska Native lands. I, I think the main uh, contribution I made was to essentially do a research paper. I saw that what was occurring while our Aboriginal title had not been extinguished by the Statehood Act, the, the very selection by the state of a tract of land where it's signed by the Secretary of Interior, that in itself was an extinguishment. That was my aha moment when I realized that we had to stop the process in order to protect our rights because w once that interim conveyance was made by the Interior Department to the state, we were never ever going to get that land back. And why we thought we could get it, I don't even know, because that's not the history of our country. The country was not in the uh, mode of conveying lands to Native peoples. It was in the business of taking lands and giving them a pittance, you know, through the Court of Claims or the Indian Claims Commission. 
And so that research paper I wrote uh, gave me a comprehension that many of our people didn't have, that is sort of the, the paper trail. I mean, they felt the, uh, innately after 10,000 years of occupying the land that this was their land, but they didn't know, you know, what was said in the uh, Treaty of Session or what the, what the Indian... American Indian experience was in terms of their treaties and the, and the Constitution. That paper was distributed by my, my buddy Etuk, uh, Charlie Edwardson from Barrow, uh, when we had the first uh, AFN convention in 1966. After any law is passed, there's both support and controversy. I was curious about what the public perception was at the time. Well, the perception before the action passed was that the non-native community detested us because we were <laughs> scuttling their idea of getting wealthy from our lands, you know, especially after the oil was found. But, you know, it, we came together and uh, and it got passed. But there, there was, an, I remember we, we met over here at the APU, Alaska Pacific University. It was AMU at the time, Alaska Methodist University. But uh, there was not a lot of elation because... Uh, you know, we basically gave up, you know, 90% of the state, right, or thereabouts, and uh, for a measly billion bucks. And uh, and also there was just the challenge of trying to figure out how to run a corporate institution. We didn't have, we didn't have any squat knowledge, <laughs> you know, and so, and, but, you know, but, you know, we wanted, our people wanted that land, and there was... You know, as a minority, you don't run the system. You just have to do the best you can to get what you can. And uh, in our case, uh, we managed to revolutionize American Indian policy. But still, it was tough to give up all that land. The reality is we're, we're, we were on our way to losing it, flat out losing it, had we not risen up and battled tooth and tongue for between 1966 and 1971. So I wondered how and if that perception has changed over time. Oh, I think so. I mean, you know, I mean, it's part of our lives now. I mean, we, we know more about corporate life than most Americans, right? We participate. To us, our corporations are part of who we are now. I mean, uh, uh, and they do more than just business, you know. The corporations have fought for subsistence. They've fought for elders. They've fought for, you know, language. Uh, you know, we do stuff that businesses don't normally do. And I think that's a credit to uh, our people for figuring out how to run it and how to use it to meet our people's uh, needs. The Claims Act was passed almost 50 years ago, but Willie thinks there's still more work to be done. If you had anything of value in the society, you're going to have to protect it and fight to protect it because somebody's out to try to get it. As, as, as a minority, you're always struggling to, particularly in a kind of a colonialistic sort of situation, which we have been in, right, first amongst the Russians and then in, in, in the United States, you know, you have to fight to keep your language, you got to fight to keep your hunting and fishing rights, you got to fight to protect your lands. It, it, it'll always be a battle. Above all else, Willie said there's one thing that we need to remember when considering the Alaska Native Claims Settlement Act. I feel like a broken record on this since about 1980, <laughs> but uh, we didn't go after a land settlement to get corporations or even money for that matter. We were trying to get the land because the land is uh, something that has nurtured all of our cultures really for 10 to 15,000 years. And unlike a lot of tribes outside, you know, we're still in the places that we've always been pretty much. We've not been shunted around hither and yon like they have. 
and so the feeling for the land is still very strong uh, but in my mind you know the key to keeping our land is identity if we lose our identity then the land's going to go eventually a huge thank you to Willie Hensley for taking the time to talk to me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening this month. If you want to stay informed of all NRC news, check us out on Facebook or our website.